For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. <laughs> yes. Wow. All right. We're going to go? I think so. Okay. I am, you know. You feeling good, buddy? Yeah, man. You're calm? Yeah. This is nice because I feel like we're at a bus stop in purgatory. Mm-hmm. How would you act? What did you bring for lunch? Um, normally, um, you know, it'd be nice to have like a ball to bounce. Yeah. But if you're in purgatory, normally you're, you are sitting doing nothing, kind of like what the majority of Americans are doing currently. Absolutely. Just of course, staring. the majority of the Americans can masturbate because they're not at a bus stop and they're at home. I honestly, to be honest, but how long can you masturbate? Well, we're going to find out. But we, one thing I will say that, that came out, so uh, obviously we waited to record this episode until after the election. Well, Henry we was stupidly like, thought. I said, let's do Monday. And Henry's like, well, we got to wait until after the election. It's going to be a whole new world after the election. But now we're recording in the middle of it. Yay. Like a weird, like we're in the marrow of the election. And um, we, we wanted to avoid this, but we didn't. It's really garbage. I feel <laughs> like I am suffocated by red tape <laughs> and, and that I'm in a casket like it's like I'm in a casket yeah. and I'm banging and I'm banging and I know I know that there maybe the grave digger will come Could because be. he loves to go piss on all the graves of course well it's Wednesday or Thursday rather because yeah. we hear the trickling through the the dirt the th- that's how I'll know the grave diggers here and go I'm alive I'm alive and then all he does is pee on you yep. hey welcome nice. to America but Absolutely. hey also welcome to fucking America Portland legalized cocaine alright well we'll talk a little bit about that <laughs> we'll get shit. to the biggest stories of the news welcome to side stories everyone I am Ben hanging out with Henry you heard that right Oregon has decriminalized small amounts of heroin meth cocaine Whoa. and has full on legalized magic mushrooms wow dot 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 for therapy. Amen. For therapy. So Every don't day. just use them to drive better. You know what I do? I put on my ascot, right? I put on an ascot. I put on my monocle. I, know I have what my little you do. mirror. I have my hypnotist pendant that I use and I look at it, look at it, and I tell anybody if any cop comes and I'm fucking, you know, just shoving mushrooms in my face. I Naturally. Say, I'm in therapy. I'm in therapy. Can you please leave me alone? So, Oregon, just when you thought Woo. the home of Portland couldn't get any more fun, let's add a little bit of meth, add a little cocaine, yeah. and a small amount of therapeutic magic mushrooms. And you know what, dare I say? Portlandia, that show, just got a lot better. Honestly, Portland has just turned their frown permanently upside down. <laughs> it's an almost macabre, jack-o'-lantern-like yeah. grin that it like, will be permanently carved well, into the face of Portland. You know when you do a bunch of coke and you don't want to be smiling, but you have to smile yeah, and your, your teeth, teeth are gritting. gritting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but your brain is like, I'm so devastated and so sad, but you're like, your face is smiling? <laughs> yeah. That's a special kind of hell. And now in Oregon, you can just have that. Oh, anytime, man. The cops can't stop you from fucking being in the middle of a hole of your own making. I love good it. Good for you guys, though. Truly, I'm say, happy for them. We have such good friends in Portland I want to say y'all hey just fucking know your dealer know your dealer apparently it can just be the officer it can just be the town cop nowadays slinging they don't have to pepper you with the coke anymore they can sell it to you they could just sell it to you you just make money that's so much fun um but otherwise we are just we are trapped in the type of limbo i'm i just i i hate this i hate this so deeply you know what henry let me tell you a story that you might like what in russia well, this is actually quite sad. What's but, sad about it? You know the Sausage King. You know the Sausage King in Russia. You kind of follow him all the time. Yeah, my, the man, boy, my boy, uh, Vladilenko. Vladilenko, the Sausage King. He was killed with a crossbow in a what? sauna. Yeah, he was in Moscow. Man, I was supposed to go <laughs> have a two-week 
sausage siesta. Yeah, you got the tube special where you get the two weeks, all the tubes you can eat. Go get as much. I basically, you can eat sausage till your cholesterol hits one eighty six. Really? And then they cut you off. No kidding. So you've got a guy there running a line. He's checking your cholesterol at all times. So once you see the full <laughs> fat cubes Ooh. in, like, mixed amongst the platelets, yes. that's when they cut you off. That's when you have to be cut off there. The Sausage King, while well, his life was cut off, several intruders broke into a sauna at the home of the Russian meat tycoon. He is known as the Sausage yeah, King. Yeah, Vladimir Matagov, owner of Oryuzorsky oh. Sausages and Meat Empire Sausage Factories. Man, this guy was living the life. Yes, he was. A woman managed to escape the attack. So, you know, he's just in there eating a bunch of sausage. Daddy, did you want some Some sausage? sausage. Daddy, did you want some sausage? With this woman and all of a sudden a bunch of intruders with crossbows break in. This is a freaking horror movie and the woman survived. I'm going to say if Vladimir Marugov found out that he had like cross fans with Tom Green, he would have Tom Green (laughs) fucking tortured and executed. You know what? Tom Green, I don't know this. How dare you? You ever bring down the importance in the status of sausages? I think Tom Green Tom might Green be... Tom Green in the mockery of my sausages. I think Tom Green might be the most famous comedian in Russia. No. I could see it totally flat. I could see Tom Green... Because it's always that way. It's like Stefan Marbury. He's the Michael Jordan of China. It's mm. kind of bizarre. No, world. They Not have... that Tom Green isn't an icon in America, but he could just be like a god over there. We don't know. No, Russia's got... It's got Pachinko, the obedient bear. <laughs> and they, they, he's huge over there. You've got... Um, have you ever heard how funny the cops are over there? I have not heard that, no. They just love it. Oh, they, they actually knew that uh, it's this weird blue hat brigade, like people... Uh, People are doing wearing cones on their heads. It's the idea of making fun of the fact that I guess in Metro Russia, like in Moscow and shit, if you are a dignitary, you can cut through like street laws by having a blue siren like you're on the a top Kmart of your car. Blue special, like yeah. you're a blue light special, but you, you're a person. You basically can just put the siren on the top of your car, and then you can drive around and not have to follow rules of the road. I'm I think I'm way oversimplifying this, but there's like an Maybe artistic not. rebellion against it. This like movement where people with cones on their heads are like running and to traffic and like destabilizing shit. It definitely makes sense why there's so many road rage, road rage videos coming out of uh, Moscow and coming out of Russia. If you can just be an aristocrat with a cone on your head and cut in front Dude. of traffic, I would freak the fuck out too. This is a very interesting story too. So Sausage King was murdered in his sauna with a crossbow. Which, so, my God, now when you think about a crossbow, first of all, you have to have expertise in using the crossbow. No, they're easier than ever. I've no looked them way. up. Yeah, man, it's like easier a gun. Easier than a gun? Yeah, it's just as easy as a gun. No, you have to Guns load are easy. Like a muzzle. No, no, absolutely they, not. They self-load the yeah, crossbows. Dude. You can get fucking, you can get the little cartridges. You know, you remember when I was looking these up like a fucking year and a half ago. <laughs> I got deep into crossbow like information because well, you went like on eight websites. No, but you realize how easy it is to get a crossbow and do maintenance on crossbow and use a crossbow because of how often they say that in all the websites because they keep saying easier than a gun less traceable <laughs> than a gun they're so excited about how free a crossbow is to any Aww. sort of examination well this guy he uh, he owned Azorsky sausages yes. and I am devastated this is just this but, to me is like that it reminds me of the father from nothing but trouble there I say the judge again you just I mean I'm just bringing them up so people can feel something good I just feel like you you live in that world and you walk around like in the like the sims mm-hmm. and you just see the characters from nothing but trouble everywhere that you go yeah do you think we're living in a simulation Kind you of know, are right now, aren't we? Well, there is a very high chance that we're living in a simulation. Mm-hmm. We are currently in a, a media simulation. We definitely have been manipulated by the many different, uh, what they all say, the fair, quote-unquote, balanced different cable companies on either sides of the Iron Curtain of politics. They've been manipulating us mm-hmm. um, a great mm-hmm. deal in this little red and blue parade that we have to watch every uh-huh. single day. This well, fucking the investiga- map, yep. like, fucking bullshit that we are just kind of trapped down, fucking nipples deep inside of. Uh-huh. The investigative committee said the intruders now we're back into Russia here and we're back into the sausage but, king yeah. conversation. The intruder said, give me some cash. Um, so they took some cash mm-hmm. and then they fled in his car. Uh, the getaway vehicle was recovered. But this is just a not, this is a very interesting story because the, the suspects that they believe, they went and they investigated their apartment, the apartment a lot complex. Of sausage around there, huh? 
No, I honestly think it's an anti-sausage movement. Really? But they, they say that this was closely resembling, like, in the 90s in Russia, there was, like, a lot of fucking, like, different people whacking each other. There was, right. like, a lot of mob warfare mixed with, like, business warfare. And this seems to be something like that. They investigated uh, the, the guy, the suspect of the person that killed Vladimir Marugov because he was ostensibly tied up robbed murdered so but they also don't think there was still money on him so they're not quite certain if it was a full-on robbery or what the hell was happening but they got to the suspect's house because they the information is not released on the suspect they found that there was an old man tied to the bed inside of the suspect's house what it's this old man that is and this is a very interesting like a fucking side story turn on the man was identified as alexi zogorovny i don't know if i said that correct Nailed he's it. a lawyer best known for representing a notorious Russian mafia hitman in the 1990s. So this is like, there's something connected to the mafia and all this. Were they trying to kill the lawyer who was tied up for sexual reasons? Maybe. I mean, it must have been sexual reasons. I hope so. Indeed. But he was the lawyer for a contract killer by the name of Alexander Solonik, who is better known as Sasha the Macedonian for his superior (laughs) marksmanship with pistols in both hands, known as Macedonian style in Russian. Solonik was linked to dozens of killings and escaped from prison three times before he was strangled to death by another well-known hitman, Alexander Pustovalov. Well, that needs to be a movie, and it's a good day to be a lawyer. If you're a lawyer and you can get a hitman as a client, you Ooh, are set for life. Absolutely, That's it keeps great. on giving right there. That's Absol- fucking absolutely je- jelly club for a month for jelly club of the month for murder. Absolutely incredible. So we don't know what happened. The woman, she just ran away. She was no hero. That's for sure. Was she now? No, but she, then she, again, she, I would run away too. Think so. about this. You're sitting in here. You're in the sauna. Right? She probably yeah. doesn't love the guy. I mean, he's we don't know. Money. But also at the same time, is there no loyalty to the meat? You sitting here. You're sitting in the sauna paid for by meat the clothes she's got on it might be paid for by meat do you meat. think there were little sausages in the hot tub I think that if he probably threw a couple in there to steam well, you throw fun. some brats yeah. you, put some, you pour some Heineken over the coals oh, oh and you start thinking of that nice ooh that snappy <laughs> skin oh I like a nice brat where it's like mm. <laughs> but think about this I do love that you have an opportunity to step in front of the crossbow bolt that will fell an incredibly important man in the meat economy right. of Russia, which has to be well, one of the old. larger meat economies. They love their meat. It's comfort food. Sticks to your ribs. You know he's a meat oligarch. They Obviously, they run the show over there. So yes. th- something happened. Uh, killed with a crossbow. I do think if you are going to kill anybody with any weapon, you got to pick up the weapon. Why? You gotta leave what you gotta leave with it. Otherwise, you're leaving too much evidence. No, they didn't. They, no, they left. They brought the weapon with them. He was had a crossbow bolt in his body. No, it I wasn't know. like well, he went in with a hammer the, and went ding, 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 ding. They could have grabbed ding, the crossbow as well. It's much, much easier to grab than a bullet. No, you get some screaming naked chick running out of the sauna. So, yeah, you, there might have been a little bit of scrambling. Away. Yeah, but now, you know, there's a witness. And now we have somebody tied up upstairs. What? What? Whoa. I thought we were supposed to be the crazy ones. What's going on in this house? <laughs> you know, when you home invade a home and then you're like, why is everyone tied oh, up in here? Holy shit. That's like this movie of villains. That was very good. With um, Pennywise is in it. Oh, look, great actor. Did they flip it? That's what you have to do. We've said this before on the show. Flip it and make them the hostage. That's what I, yes, it is. Essentially, it is. It's also, I think that's the plot of of the the movie with Adam Sandler and the radio station. Not the ref. I think also is a hostage situation. (laughs) Airheads. Airheads, yes. (laughs) There was a lot of that in the 90s. There really was. Um, All right. A lot of like casual joking about terrorism. Celtic pride. I feel like we're kind of. Like we're in the the eggs of that have sprouted into this idea that like domestic terrorism's like cute. Isn't that nice how jokes are so powerful? Well, we could go to Montreal too if you want to talk about these two dudes who were uh, who uh, had a bit of a first degree murder spree after a Halloween sword attack. Oh wait, first thing I want to say is jetpack guy got caught on film. What? Oh yes, they caught him on film, but they didn't catch him. They have not caught him, but the jetpack guy this there is, is crazy. Footage. You can look this up. Look, there is footage of this jetpack guy flying over LAX, and it's it's wild because he also it seems. He is taking off and landing from somewhere on like LAX property. So there's okay. something weird going is on. Is there a special spot that nobody has cameras at or oh, something? Oh, you mean like his little like no girls allowed clubhouse? Does he have an Al Bundy no ma'am situation? I don't know. I don't love the idea that there's a secret teleport pad or a secret, um, what are you, not a teleport pad. 
I guess it is a teleport pad. No, it's not a teleport pad. We can't teleport yet. We can't teleport. What do you call those things? Helipad. Helipad. Yeah, There's yeah, There's a secret yeah, yeah. helipad. If there was LAX. a teleport pad, you know where I'd be? Cabo. <laughs> okay, you can teleport anywhere. You're just going to a place you can get a discount ticket on. You could just take an Alaskan airline trip for $69 to get there. They go immediately? Why wouldn't you? One second. I'm sitting in here. You're weird, vaguely, like, just the moisture coming off of I'm you. hungover and also sweaty. And yeah, yeah. Just, All of this. I feel yeah. the soup just waving off me in particles and particles and particles. What, what would I give to just step in a little booth? And all of a sudden, I'm in Cabo. You think talking I, to a random stranger at a Cabo bar right now will be cleaner and less soupy feeling than talking to me? To be completely frank, I just feel like I'll be like, get screamed at about how like, you know, Trump is the chosen one and then he's got fucking like all that weird Q shit where he's got like time, uh, time machine goggles and all of that. (laughs) Like that's a real conspiracy theory. And then then you're sitting there talking about how like JFK Jr. still alive and you have to be like, listen, man, I'm just trying to listen to Sammy Hagar at this bar. And that is every and American's I mean, right. Physically listening to Sammy Hagar speak to me at the other side of the bar. Well, you know he works there. You know he's the bartender. He does it he's all. Got he's a, the janitor. He's got a new rum. Yes, indeed. And of course, there are no real conspiracy theories, aren't they? All fake by nature. Very intriguing. Ooh, you know also, I did see the story uh, that Henry had pulled up here on his computer. That I, it's not really much of a story, but a dude fell through the ground in New York. Which, oh no, yeah, that does we happen. Need, we need to talk about this yes. story. Um, because you hear this story. The number one horror is, what do you mean the guy fell through the ground? Yeah, you just fall through the ground in New York. If that you, happens. This is a story. New York Times. New York Nightmare, which I love the way they start. New York Nightmare. Because it is a New York Nightmare. The New York Giants are the New York Nightmare and the Jets. Kiss will save it for kind of fun. Our new all sports inclusive podcast. We're working on it, baby. See? Yes, and you did a great job. Thank you for the plug. New York nightmare. Man falls through sidewalk into, I love the term, rat-filled chasm. This is disgusting. They show videos of the rats. This dude, again. This has come from the 9-11 call. Rats calling on him. He cannot move, said the brother of the man who was rescued after about 30 minutes. New York rats, you have to understand, first of all, they're starving right now because the restaurantes are closed. They are going. I was just talking to my buddy who was like, yeah, New York, they did. They did outdoor eating, but it's all on the streets. And he's like, so you're just around a bunch of hungry rats and mice. Mm. It's really quite disgusting. That's a New York nightmare. The aggressive nature of a New York rat. You they are. They'll bite your fucking clit. They'll kill you. They yeah, will yeah. straight up kill you. So this man, they'll he's, bury their way into your body. They're they're so excited to find yes. any sort of warmth, any sort of liquid. We, as we learned with Kuklinski, right? Oh, well, he they tried can eat that body, but he groomed those rats, and not yeah. with little bows and nail polish. <laughs> he grew them into a hungering and craving human flesh. But this is like, I mean, it's a nightmare. It is horrible. It's the footage shows him standing at a bus stop, waiting to go to work. Because what's so much more fun oh. than having to go to? You have to get on a bus in the middle of a pandemic in order. <gasps> to go to a to job that to? you have to be thankful for or you just get just rolled over. It's country's in great shape. So this guy was having a rough day to begin and with. So then he on what he thought was stable concrete, <sighs> he just falls through. New York is falling apart. He just falls through the concrete into the series of rats. They said he had to keep his mouth shut. All right, stunned bystanders who rushed. This comes from the New York Times by uh, Mihir Zaviri. Um, stunned bystanders who rushed to the edge of the chasm faced a ghastly sight. Mr. Shoulders, his name was Leonard Shoulders. <laughs> oh, man. Because Shoulders also the perfect places for rats to sit. Yeah, that's kind of nice if he was a pirate. Mr. Shoulders had dropped 12 to 15 feet into an underground vault teeming with rats. Rats crawling on him, he cannot move. He did not want to yell because he was afraid there was going to be rats inside of his mouth. Mr. Shoulders, are you okay? I'm just so much more than that. I'm also a head. I have a torso. How's the count going in Nevada? <laughs> That's horrible. For I 30, should die. <laughs> yeah. I'm so much more than shoulders, sir. It's just kind of a funny joke. Yeah, all you do is count my shoulders. What about my waist? <laughs> That is also very substantial, Mr. Shoulders, um, which is why you are currently inside of the ground. No! Um, videos of the scene show him eventually being wheeled away on a stretcher, but he was stuck inside of there for 30 
Minutes. So he's going to get every shot in the book. He's going to get polio shot, tetanitis shot. He is probably got some kind of new rat disease. This is not a fun movie. Or even if let's just take this to superhero logic. Let's go 1992. Oh, he becomes Catwoman. Ratman. Yes. Now he's just Ratman. Ratman. So he's got a massive overbite. Now all of a sudden he's into banking. I don't know what he does as Ratman, but it's the worst possible superhero. No one will be happy to see you. I was just watching a movie where a man turns into a rat oh yes i was watching shane morton had put out oh. the, the lord creatrix of your pretty face is going to hell the artistic designer of your pretty face is going to hell put out a halloween like twitch show and yeah. one of those Someone had a man into turning a, into a rat how'd he do he died he did not it was like bad it. it was not good no it's just but not think about sexy how, it's not that sexy but you could fit in through all these crevices you can fit in through crevices and you some can, women people not even just women people love rats people keep they rats love domesticated rats Yes. Assuming that this man would be able to be a domesticated rat. I mean, I guess if you look at someone like a Batman or a rat man, but at least bats, they fly. Yeah, this guy can burrow into places. He can eat a lot of pizza crust all at once. He can. Uh, he so can, can you. I can, too. I can already do that. But now this will be a special treat for Mr. Shoulders. So by day, he's Mr. Shoulders. And by night, he's rat man. I don't know. I think that it's a rough um, day for him. I think that he's just going to be forced to go back to work as fast as humanly possible, even as Ratman. Yeah. Because I think that he probably can't miss that many checks in a row. No, not if you're waiting at the bus stop in the early morning. It was still dark outside, that poor man. So he probably will have to go straight back to work and the ultimate New York nightmare, capitalism. Uh, And he will have to go. Well, something. I mean, what are the taxes? I mean, now I'm going to go on my... I'm just saying, what are the taxes paying for if we don't even have sidewalks? This is but what this I'm is saying. What he, okay. All right. Well, let's go. Let's get out of America for a second. Man let's get is, out of America. Man has been charged with two counts of first-degree murder after a Halloween sword attack in Quebec City. So this dude's 24 years old. He was uh, he, he was in a medieval outfit on Halloween night, and I guess he took his character work a little too seriously. But this is the thing. They say medieval outfit. Yeah. Right? It's like but, a night. You see, you jumped a knight. What else would it be? Because there's so many. You could He's wore, not dressed like a jester. But it depends on what he, he could be. What if these, he kept saying medieval outfit? I keep seeing him dressed in like a snood with one of those tunics on. We're like not one of the guys that sells beep. like. He no. sounds like it sounds like he's selling turkey legs at a Ren fair. You're talking about the bit players in medieval life. Nobody dresses up as them. They dress up as the knights or a king. Losers do. This guy was obviously, you know what? Not a winner. So perhaps you're right. (laughs) He stabbed people. He stabbed seven people with the sword. Uh, He killed one person, which is like, I just don't feel like it's super easy to get killed with a sword. You you actually, we have, I'll go ahead and I'll just fucking correct you before the emails come pouring in. Because I'm going to tell you straight up, a man with a pointed edge weapon is far more, or woman, is far more dangerous than somebody with a gun. Well, because it's easier with a gun. You I run don't, towards. No, it's not more dangerous. Would you rather have a gun or a sword in a fight? It, it, I don't bring say, a sword to a gunfight. Yeah, but guess what? You don't bring a sword to a spoon fight. Don't it, bring yeah, a sword to a restaurant. Changed the parameters. Don't bring a gun to a petting zoo. <laughs> That's <laughs> the main rule. So court documents identify uh, Carl Gerard. He's a tall, thin man. I don't know why they include this, but he's a tall, thin man with dark hair. Because they want you to know, in Canada, a, a symbol of strength of both morality and physicality <laughs> is a nice big old Molson-like barrier between you and everyone. A nice thick gut. Yeah, well, that's where you really tell who a healthy man is. I know that you know that on Halloween night, cops were contacted around 1030 p.m. There was a two hour, two and a half hour manhunt. I mean, they're looking for a knight with a sword. How can a hard? Well, I mean, I guess this is Quebec. Maybe it's like everybody. I wish they just would term an incentive a manhunt, a boy hunt. Because it does feel more of a boy hunt versus a man hunt. He really got into the cosplay, didn't he? Yep. So after two and hour, he was after two and a half hours. Dude was arrested at one a.m. And uh, yeah, this is according to the Quebec, Quebec City Police Chief Robert Pigeon. He said during a news conference that's, Sunday that's morning, he says, name. with the intention oh, of man, doing the most possible Commander damage. Commander Pigeon? Yeah, Pigeon said that oh. everything leads us to believe he chose his victims at random, which is freaking scary. You're going out for Halloween, all of a sudden, a knight with a real sword starts 
freaking stabbing you and all your friends. And then one of the, and then one, the next thing he said, and I also sure wish someone would come remove this cowboy hat someone stapled to my head. Oh, you remember? remember Nevada? Yeah, that was. They were so cute, but they were glued. And yeah, then, killed them. Yeah, yeah, killed each one of them. It's brutal. Cute with those little hats. <laughs> it on. was for a second. Yeah, the police chief said Gerard. It's like you've ever seen a turtle just struggle with a bunch of fucking six pack containers. For a while, it's kind of fun. Cute. They had to get a big one. You got to get a big one. Yeah. Uh, police chief said Gerard does not have a criminal record, but he did reveal five years ago, quote, medical context that he wanted to commit a violent act. Why? Because he's probably saying, one time I'm going to get out of here, I'm going to get my sword, I'm going to kill all you fuckers. Uh, yep. What was yep. that? What was that, sir? I'm going to get my sword, I'm going to get my knight in. I don't know if you can tell I'm a knight. I'm a, I'm a man of the round table. Well, no, no criminal record, though. Yep. I guess I gotta go free. Because if not, I will not have a chance to punish my chainmail. I think we need I think we need Ratman over here to kill this guy. Uh, very dangerous stuff. The thing about rats, too, rat rats are neutral. No, they are not neutral. I, I believe that they are neutral. They well, do again not- like and like the interplanetary interdimensional entities we deal with, we do not fit as a part of the rats' agenda. They do not care if we live or die in their world, except they do live off of us. Well, Quebec Premier Francois Legault, he said this. He said the Quebec population is once again put to a test. As tragic as these events are, don't lose sight of the fact that this is not representative of the community that is characterized by its warmth. So isn't that nice? When you think Quebec, although I think it's very French, nice, and I don't think warmth though. I don't think of warmth when I think of the French. I they've think always been very. They're, they're very rude. Cult. They're very rude. I feel. I don't think negatively. I think no. it's really fun. But you definitely don't go into France and be like. I'm going to add a little bit of my culture here because they're going to do a little thing called rejected. I in Canada, it's different. And one thing I will say about about Quebec is that it has some of the most beautiful people in the world. Montreal yes. has got fucking it's just there's something about something with the French water or some shit. They are very nice uh, in many, but, many ways. You know, this is just one of those crimes that happens every once in a while. It's happened quite a bit this year. We've seen a lot of medieval themed people killing other people with swords because yeah. it seems to be very easy for these nerds to acquire these weapons uh, well because they're buying it because on one level you're buying it to just impress other like other nerds about your sword like collection like yeah. how often that's seen as like you know i, I guess it gives you points i guess in their it world. does in a very uh quebecian way martin rue perhaps you could read this in his accent but I can just read it in mind first. This is a witness. He says, we were really witnesses to the manhunt. He says, there was a lot of adrenaline, Uh, especially when you see police officers walking and running with their weapons drawn. That is just a day in America. The idea that like someone would even recognize cops running with their weapons drawn. It's like something out of the ordinary. If I saw that right now, huh? I'm like, oh, they're huh. going to the store. They must Look be going trying to get new pants at that the Nordstrom rack. Yeah, must be trying to shoot open that Diet Coke can. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, well, fun. Because you know, in New York, especially the time we spent in New York, you got very accustomed to they the cops just wearing full on AK-47, full on fucking army gear all Penn time. Station. It's straight up total recall, man. They are ready for anything, but uh, unfortunately, the trains are not ready to run on time. What, Kessel? Keep it. You're out of the state now. You can't complain anymore. <laughs> Um, All right, here's another story that I love because you know what it comes down to? I think that a lot of people, there's a lot of divisive shit going on in this country. No. And I think it's important to remember, you know, there's as families, we've got to stick together. Sure. And this is not about a family all having sex with each other either. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I thought you were really going to human centipede this. No, mystery over death of reclusive mother, 84, and her blind son, 60, whose bodies were found in Spartan flat with 10 chocolate cakes and a note saying... Do not come in. Well, they have to eat the chocolate cakes. To be fair, I've sort of been doing that because of uh, I had a a bit of a get together on Tuesday, which I am finding election themed day parties might not be the best Um, election parties are. I mean, first of all, you're just like watching the the spinning of the various corporations that own our country all fight each other. Maybe in a different time, it'll be fun. Um, I just feel like I've. We had fun when you're Joe Rogan in in a fucking compound. In 2008, we had a really nice night. Yeah, 12 years ago. <laughs> 12 years ago. We were, one, we're one for four. All right. But anyway, maybe they were just having fun because everyone brought all their Halloween candy over when I had my election day can, uh, party, and I've been eating nothing but chocolate. No, I know. Yeah. Honestly, we should take it back. You should. You're not. I'm not even talking about weight. I'm just talking about your blood sugar content. No, it's been bad because they've been a little, the mini muffins. 
but they're not muffins. They're cupcakes. And you said you've been peeing a lot. Yep. That's pre-diabetic. No kidding. Hey, man, congrats. It's like the prequels to Star Wars. You're about to get the full, oh, Empire Strikes Back. That's what you're going to be like, but with diabetes. My balls are like Jar Jar Binks, and my brain is like Anakin Skywalker. It's just like it. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text and that helps you save time i know i'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse picks now part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts now so what i've done to do is like so while i'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders. I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt, and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there, and it's going to thrive, and it's going to look real good. And I don't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list. With Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish. Wow! I just gotta learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm gonna be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Uh, so this story, all right, this is just strange. So a mystery of the death of a mother and son found among, found among a cryptic arrangement of radios, clocks, and chocolate cake Jeez. may never be solved. <laughs> June and Stephen Corfield, 
84 and 60, were discovered by a PCSO and Housing Authority boss who had entered their flat in Bracknell in January. Among around them were 10 chocolate cakes <laughs> and a handwritten note which read, put memo at the top of the stairs, do not come in. Okay. Which I think it's, it does feel like, honestly, if Ratman is real, then fucking Dr. Cake is real. And this feels like <laughs> Dr. Cake has struck again with a mysterious series of crimes. Well, you think he's trying to lure in Ratman with said cakes? Okay. It's not going to be good for dogs. Hopefully no dogs were there. Every electrical item had been switched off in the home or disconnected, and there was no bedding or cleaning products inside. So literally it was an empty apartment with these two people in it. Light fittings had been emptied of bulbs, and the boiler and the heating were unused. In the bin was a newspaper dated December 12, 2019. 2019. Okay, so these guys were hoarding up for a while. And they say, and, and this says, despite the fact Mr. Corfield was blind, which is true, he probably couldn't read it, but he could still swat his own ass with it. Yeah, and it's nice just to hold it sometimes. It's nice, so I imagine if you're blind, you'll hold, hold up a newspaper on a park bench, and when someone comes up and asks you, be like, oh, so tell me what's the news of the day, you can put the, the fucking newspaper down and show your sunglasses and be like fuck you I'm blind buddy yeah you could do that or you could just make it up on the spot and just be like well stocks are up you better sell stocks are low stocks are up stocks are equal what great Um, so the police had initially believed that they could have been looking at a fun old fashioned murder suicide sure but they've ruled out any foul play detective sergeant Liam Butler of Maidenham CID told the hearing all of the electrical items were unplugged and the main electrical fuse box was turned to the off position they just shut off all of the power to the house and just laid in it until they died this is very strange Uh, it's always weird when when children grow with their parents, like whenever you have a 60 year old guy and an 84 year old mother living together, I mean, at least they didn't have sex with each other. Like we've covered in many stories. Well, in the we past. don't know. We can, let's just say they didn't. Let's look at her stomach. <laughs> That's well, what I want to see. I want to see. I want to see the contents of the mother's stomach. See if there was any semen in there. Well, we don't know that, but apparently they were saying that she was not necessarily the healthiest. All they had was cakes. And water, which actually is that at the foot of June's chair was an empty bottle, believed to be a water bottle. At the foot of Stephen's chair was a half-empty water bottle cl- containing clear liquid. Both bottles were tested and were found to contain a neutral water-based liquid. It's just water. I mean, I feel like they're being real technical. Well, Dr. Robert Chapman, but you do mention, you know, the cakes. Apparently, she was five feet tall. And she weighed just 33 uh, kilograms, which is five stone. So I guess she, which is not good. She's very light, I guess. She's very light. And then she had pneumonia and then she died of a coronary heart disease. Well, they said, yeah, both appeared very gaunt. Their eyes were sunken. So they're they not were eating the cake. Deceased. They have all the cake around them. I don't understand why the cake then. I don't know. It feels like one of those like diet things where you kind of feel like if you have stuff, it's like it's an eating disorder kind of where you have like stuff in the house like you buy all of the snacks that you like and all the things that you want and then you throw them out. Well, that just sounds like you have a lot of money to waste. It did. It, I guess, but it also is a disorder. It's like you've got brain problems. Well, I guess so. The Which is not, you know, you got to do something about it. You got to get a brain plumber in there. <laughs> you know I mean, I don't know what you got to fix know. it, you know. Uh, but the know pathologist that. said yeah. they found a small tumor in Stephen Corfield's brain. Jeez. But they still don't know how he died. Well, obviously it wasn't from having too much cake because they didn't have any of it. I mean, what if this truly is death by chocolate? It really seems like the death death by staring at chocolate. Maybe they were just so envious their body turned against it self because it was not getting the cake. The police uh, made open-minded and appropriate inquiries. There was no evidence of a third-party involvement. Uh, not a lot of evidence that it was a, even a suicide. Um, I just, I don't know. This is just weird. They it just died really surrounded weird. by a bunch of freaking cake. It just, they just <laughs> put a bunch of cakes in there. It does sort of feel like, in a way, like it's surrounded by the things that give them comfort. I don't know why they decided to waste themselves to death. I do feel like they kind of just sat and died. Man, that would take a How second. boring is that? It's not the way I want to go. I'm gonna. I'm going fast. Oh yeah, if I'm going, I'm going fast, and I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna make a splash, well, baby. All right. Well, hey, hey you wait, because I'm gonna fucking. There, people are gonna know. I'm going for fucking likes. Yes, indeed. Well, I'm sure you'll get a lot of likes. Well, before we get to hero of the week, let's do this story. I know you really wanted to do this story because it's about Aladdin's lamp. 
I like this and story. I love this story. Well, this is just it such is a, a really cool freaking lamp. It's a cool looking lamp. It's just such an. It's again, it's just kind of indicative of our times. Two men accused of selling an Indian doctor an Aladdin's lamp for ninety three thousand dollars and have been arrested after he realized it did not give him the good health and fortune he was promised. But Num- if you look at this lamp, kick ass lamp. They did good job of putting like corroded, like stony metal around it to look like it's ancient and it's like it's big. It's big. Also, Aladdin, like Gandalf, like all wizards and magicians, he works at his own time. Not genies. Genies work upon when you get them. Well, that's according to you. They're to a la carte. No. Genies are genies. You make in like a, an appointment where wizards and you. The wizard makes the appointment. They he, they just show up. Two men accused of selling an Indian doctor the Aladdin lamp. They were only arrested after the doctor said it didn't work. So everything was going great. Well, you consensually bought you the buy lamp. It, but you buy it. You. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like you can't have buyer's remorse on the lamp. You're you the one who thought it was going to work. You absolutely. I mean, I think that you. I think buyer's remorse is the exact term that you would have because you've spent ninety three thousand dollars on a lamp that does not work. You thought you were making an investment, but apparently that was just one a chunk of the payment. It was supposed to be three hundred grand. Well, I think the guy deserves to pay up. Doctor Late Khan. He went to the cops and was like, "It's not working." And then the cops were like, "Oh, now it's a crime." I don't know. I feel like you. This guy also. There's no return. No, you no longer get to be called a doctor if you buy a lens lamp and then you have to go to the police because it didn't work. I definitely, I'm not going to you to check my balls. I'm not I will going think to, twice if I find out that you own an Aladdin's lamp. If you were just in there being like, the first step of like trying to fix me of my cancer, you're like, hey. Rub this. Rub this. No, 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 no. So what is it? What, what's got a <laughs> fly on it? What is oh, it? Oh, it didn't work. Oh, my God. Well, Khan said he met the pair after performing surgery on a woman in 2018. Uh, the two men described the woman as, quote, their ailing mother. So these guys, they met the doctor. Obviously, he didn't do well but with his flipped, mom. They flipped their own doctor into, like, the guy that's, like, did anything with them. They, they, like, instead of being like, is this doc- is a hero, he yeah. saved my, they saved my mom. They're like, fuck yeah, let's get this mark. Look how sad he looks. He's he supposed to carving know. up our mother. Because honestly, you could tell he's actually kind of missing something. We should go over there and be like, hey man, you got that lamp and storage unit still? <laughs> oh, you remember? Oh yeah, from when we did an Aladdin in high school, the musical? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. That is exactly what the guy said. So the surgeon, or the doctor, again, massive air quotes on doctor here. He said, gradually they started telling me about a Baba, self-proclaimed Godman, who they claimed to visit their home. They started brainwashing me and asked me to meet this Baba. So the doctor well, is so weak. He got, as he's carving up their mother, he's like, pitch me on something. He's like, honestly, I'm feeling kind of desperate. <laughs> well, like, wrist deep in the lungs of your mother. Can he's we just wait? like, honestly, I, I've been pretty bummed out. I actually really could use some kind of genie to give me a smile. <laughs> you're like, oh, 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 you're so, but you're playing with my mother's intestines right now. It's very scary. I don't, I just don't have any faith in this man's this medical is, ability. This is very similar to the story we're covering right now. This idea that people look for magical answers and then you get exactly what you ordered. I bought the. I bought a $50. When you were over my house, you saw the $50 fake Necronomicon I bought. Yep. I'm not going to sue when it doesn't summon the devil. You get yourself a couple of tall boys inside of you, and then oh, you start really? leaving some Yelp reviews on the people who sold it. <laughs> That's what happens. When you you well, can't I've, just get... Your, you can't get your magic money back, but you can ruin the, the fucking... The, you can ruin the Grounds Roots campaign well, that it took to get you the Necromonicon. I'm going to do the opposite of a, a negative Yelp review. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, Yelp, great review for uh, Mystic Museum right here in, uh, in love beautiful- Love Mystic Museum, love man. Mystic Museum. I miss them, and it's just another- I, Hopefully, they can stay strong throughout all of this bullshit. Yes, indeed. I went and supported them, bought a bunch of their stuff. So check out Mystic Museum. It's on Magnolia. So these guys, apparently, they had cheated many families using the same scam. The total amount of money involved runs into the seven million or several million rupees. Again, people are buying it, and it's isn't it more about- I mean, if it's your last $93,000. I mean, I think that that's a big, I feel like you could do a lot more like good in your own personal life using that money to even hire a a wizard to do a ritual for you. A lot of times, what we learned from um, Adolfo Gonzanzo, you can get a ritual done. If you're willing to spend 93, you could talk to a Santeria priest and get get it done for five. And this is, again, this is just about looking, you got to check a bunch of different estimates. You can't just have... 
You can't take the first one that comes it's down the ne- pipe. It's never that, and there's always another one in the Tupperware right behind. If they're all, if anyone ever tells you it's the last of anything, they have more. I do. This is a pointed lesson and a pointed a point of information. You're pointed towards me. Absolutely. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I- I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. It's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins as soon as I wake up. And a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. Ah, Jules! Oh, Jules! Make a wife smile today. The road to getting engaged can be long and full of memories and pitfalls and landmines. Or it can be short and thrilling, like a roller coaster on the way to the police department. But the road to finding the perfect engagement ring is a straightforward path every time. All you've got to do is head over to BlueNile.com, and they're going to ship them rocks straight to your wife's new fingers. On BlueNile.com, you can create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine. At a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler, Blue Nile is the original online jeweler since 1999. That's present time to me. Their diamond price guarantee means that in most cases, they can meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. I know when I got my wife a beautiful Blue Nile necklace, the first thing she did was, what did you do? But afterwards, she was so happy to have it and she loved it and she wore it when we went on vacation and modern did everybody come around being like where'd you get that piece you beautiful woman and I was like stop talking to my wife she's spoken for you can see it with the blue Nile bling she's got on her right now get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code last podcast at blue Nile.com that's $50 off with code last podcast at blue Nile.com blue Nile.com how many platforms do I work on? So many platforms. Can you believe it? Google Docs. Work on that. Very complicated. Lots of different things going out. Clickety-clack, right? Slack. Saying things to my employees. All of my, all my, my main doldgers walking around here. It makes sure it changes cluck to the word I meant for it to say to everyone. But I try to say not curse words on Slack. What am I supposed to do about it? But Grammarly doesn't fix curse words, does it? Because Grammarly's too good for it. It's too classy. It's Grammarly is an AI writing partner that helps you get work done faster with high quality writing. Because better writing means a stronger impact. The pen is mightier than the sword. Except when the sword is in the room. 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing and suggestions based on your audience goals and context. Can you believe it? And data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly. It's in its goods. All right. So Grammarly's great. Use it. I use it. I love its gentle harassment of my writing style because it does help me because sometimes my thumbs are faster than my eyeballs. Don't quote me on that. Get AI writing support that works where you work. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Well, let's see here. Just, just really, really quick. A woman had bestial. She had sex with her dog, but then uh, she ended up, she ended up getting sentenced because she had an allergic reaction. And the reason why I originally said we're not going to go into the story in depth because it feels like we've been doing a lot of bestiality on the show, and it feels like to me the content is skewed heavily towards 
Like we did like 25 minutes on that chicken fucker the other day. Yep, yep, yep. Like we did longer than the amount of original comedy in Sarah Cooper's new comedy special yeah. on chicken fuckers. Yes, indeed. Yeah, the unemployed bus driver was charged following the death of a 43-year-old woman who died hours after uh, they had sex it's with the It's a terrible animal. story. It is, yep. And this was a German shepherd. I, this is, yeah, this is an awful story. It's a and I don't sh- even want to hear any more of the details in it. Father of, uh, of three. The, the German Shepherd? <laughs> no, the guy. Sean McConnell, a father of three, formerly of Rathmore. He was fucking the German Shepherd? No, this woman was. I don't want to know uh, anymore. You're forcing me to answer questions because it's literally the... It's like a, an impulse. It's a well, muscle. You, you ask away, my friend. I have all of them right here. Postmortem revealed. Uh, postmortem revealed a heart attack as the possible cause of death. So she was having sex with this dog, and she just had a heart attack there. Uh, she was the principal offender and uh, willing participant, and uh, of course, the the death was quote not anticipated. <laughs> I'm fucking done, man. I'm just so. So she I'm was so having done. sex with it. She woke up one day and was like, "I'm gonna have sex with a dog," and then boom. I don't know where. Next week, I'm Dead. just fucking doing all aliens. I'm doing all aliens. I, I I feel that we have wandered into a world where there are more people fucking their dogs than there are adopting. It's quarantine. It, it's quarantine. I know. We're all bored. It's horrible. We're all bored of it. That's why, you know what I think is a really good thing? Again, if you're going to have sex with one of your pets, you know what I think is a really good alternative? Get one of those cornhole boards. Get one of those and play with the with the sacks of rice. But none with none animal themed. None because animal Because you themed. can't, obviously, if you're thinking about having sex with an animal, you obviously can't have anything that's barnyard themed, anything going into anything. Well, Henry, maybe this, just before, again, you know, we don't want to take up all of your time here, listeners, because I know we have so many pressing things that everyone wants to get back to. But this story must make you feel better. The woman accused of impersonating a prosecutor to drop criminal charges against herself. I mean, I can see you doing that. I hope. That is when a character comedian has fully blossomed. When the character can finally turn into something that keeps you from going to jail. I love this. Then you're the ultimate... So she was charged, and talk about a difference in country, even though we live in the same country. She was charged with drug possession and stalking. Okay, so stalking and drug possession. Yeah, man, I don't think that she, anybody that goes to this length is not innocent. Well, you see her smiling in that mugshot. She oh is so proud. Oh, my God, look at her fucking, <laughs> Lisa oh, my Landon, God, 33. She just destroy she is, your life. She is so proud of herself, and I have to say, oh, my God, the state's coming after me. I've got drug charges. Dress up as the DA. Go in there, drop the charges. I know. I actually love this meth-fueled idea. It's a really, it's like so stupid, it's brilliant. Yeah. Because that's what it is. You just go in and say, like, if I dress up as George Washington, <laughs> they will believe that George Washington has come back from yeah. the past, and what he's going to do is he's reversing the charges. There you go. That's all you got to do. So this woman, she sees a reality she wants, and she's going out there and making it happen. I know. Although it did not work out. They did bust her because she doesn't look anything like the attorney, and it was just, I guess everyone was kind of on to it. Yeah, because it was a full harebrained scheme, and she just tried to, <laughs> she really went for it, though. She really did. She really went for it. She's going to end up on Saturday Night Live. Uh, before, certainly before you and I. Well, you know what? SNL, they might have you on still. If you want it, I'm 75K a year to be buried on Saturday night. <laughs> I mean, all right. Well, let's do. Do you want to do Hero of the Week? Of course. All right. This week's hero is someone who is standing up to the most oppressive force in this country. The police? No. HOA. HOA. The, With the Housing Association? Yes, sir. This woman, her name is Angela Nava. She lives in Richmond. Okay, she put up a couple of skeletons for Halloween. Oh, that's fun. Everyone says Halloween skeletons makes no sense. Gotta put skeletons up. She had the audacity to make them look like pole dancers, so they were kind of stripping. With that's their, hot. That's fun. Yeah, very fun. Even the skeletons. She put wigs on them, and she is going head to head with her homeowners association after they filed a complaint that her Halloween decorations were quote inappropriate. You gotta fight these HOAs. They're gonna try and tell you how to run your life. You can't tell. This is my space. This is my fucking. I'm doing. Well, this is a creative space for me. You buy the freaking house and all. All of a sudden, you got some weird Nancy and Stu coming at you to yell at you about your freaking uh, grass being too long. To come in there telling me I'm not fucking my wife vigorously enough? This is how Get neighbor- out of my Quit watching me. Yep, that's how neighborhood violence occurs. So this is, uh, she says she received a letter saying she had 30 days to remove the decorations. Of course, 
Halloween is well over in 30 days. But the letter said the decorations are, quote, offensively positioned. She said it's modeled after an adult club. We just really had a good time changing the scene up every night. Every night we change the positions of the skeletons. That's hilarious. It's been fun. And it's been really just great. And it's been a great creative outlet for me. Nava said she came up with the idea during the stages, during the early stages of the pandemic, saying we've all been cooped up and it's just been a terrible year. We've just decided if this brings a little bit of joy and a little bit of smiles to someone, then we're doing everything right. It's the best. It really is That's, the best. That was one the one thing about this last couple months is that we had Halloween to cling to for so long. Yes. It was so nice to have it. It was know, beautiful. Because like, it's such a communal, fun holiday, and people who don't like Halloween, I don't understand. I don't get them. I don't get it either. ABC uh, 13 in Houston, they decided to cover this, which, you know, because there's nothing else going on no. whatsoever. Um, I just feel... And from the bottom of my heart, and this is why Angela Nava, or Nava, it's N-A-V-A, you are Hero of the Week because you stood your ground and you said, you know what? Let's have a little light in the darkness. Let's have a little fun in the frown time. Let's have a good time with the idea of eroticism once again. And I think that that is wonderful. And honestly, these people in Richmond, you know for a fact, like, I don't, just, I'm, I'm not yeah, going to get political, so weird. but can you imagine me upset seeing this? What a psychopath. I just don't understand. It just gets to a point where the we're just poisoned against sexuality in this country in a way that is so deeply embedded that you can't even have a skeletons. skeletons. With their, what, what is it? How did it look? It looks great. Do they even have tits on them? They're skeletons, Henry. They don't have any tits. They're just stretched That's cute. <laughs> I know. It's that, literally just that's cute. Why she's the hero of the week because it's just cute. All right. Well, don't let these prudes ruin your good don't, time. Don't. And I want to say thank you to the. We had several uh, people from the Palo Mayombe world reach yes. out to me, which I'm I'm going to address on this week's episode of uh, of Last Podcast Not for Adolfo Constanzo Part Two. So thank you. You guys were very kind to share, which is technically very secret uh, information. Awesome. Which was nice. So we are going to, uh, you guys were very uh, tasteful with what you gave to us. So we're going to end up releasing a little bit when we do next episode. But I love having a clear review of Palo Mayombe. Absolutely. It's very complex, I'm sure. Just the surface will be scratched, but that's very good. Scratch your fucking surface. Ooh, thank you, buddy. All right, here we go. We got this story here. I'm going to read one of these stories so okay. that I got. It's a listener story. I don't know why you're saying you're mumbling it underneath your breath. Take take yours. Listener stories. Yeah, so it's, it's nice that they send in the emails, don't you think? Like just all of our audience and all of our listeners and mm-hmm. support them. Support Seems as if you're slowly getting more and more broken as we record no, no, today. No, 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 feeling good, <laughs> feeling Good. Okay. So growing up, like most lonely children, I had an imaginary friend. Yes. Her name was Kind, originally, for what my mother tells me, but it morphed into Kindra later on for some reason, probably to sound cooler in my mind, yeah. but I don't truly recall where it came from. Anyway, Kindra wasn't human. She looked like a cross between a goat and a bear, long face, rectangular pupils, droopy ears, and an elegant crown of sharp, curling horns. Huh. It's terrifying. Yeah. Her body was large and soft. I would vividly remember the times I would pretend to hide under her when my father was particularly mad. Oh, my. She had bare paws, but cloven hooves on her hind legs. She was the color of oats with caramelize. Yeah, pretty stupid. That's your words, not mine. Yeah, no. I, I actually, actually think it's scary. Yeah, it's quite creative. It's it, it, the color of oats, I don't think I've ever heard this anyone very, describe anything that way. It's very specific. Yes. Looking back, it was probably because my dad had a taxidermy bear in the basement, and I loved goats. I lived in the country <laughs> where farms were plentiful. Aww. A mixture of two things in my tiny little mind. It is kind of fun. Well, so fast forward through my lonely, pathetic childhood full of memories of my imaginary friend Goat Bear, and the occasional wistful attempts to run away in the night where I would always take my sweet time wandering the dark country roads, forever quiet with no lights but the moon under my feet oh, to the that, fall of 2018. That's fun. Yeah. We have a local renaissance fair every year Ooh. and that I, a freak who is obsessed with Lord of the Rings and so forth, of course go to. You're not a freak. More people than not. I have yet one of the things that was taken for me from this damn pandemic was my Renaissance Fair. I was going to go for the first time this year, and I'm going next year. I'm getting, I'm getting the leg. I'm going to dress. I'm getting a big old turkey leg. I'm going to dress like no. You and Jen Tisdale are the two biggest pro Ren Fair people I've ever met in my life. I haven't been to one yet because I, I'm just going to love it. I know I'm going to love it. I know we have to go. We have to go. But don't worry, you're not alone. 
Because you could be like little guy, and I'll be like big guy. And I'll be like a necromancer. Ooh. Oh. I'll have to decide what I want to be. An executioner. Yeah. That'd be fucking sweet. I actually think that I must have been an executioner in a past life, because I dream about it all the time. I'm so fucking frightened. <laughs> I'm so frightened. Um, here we go. They always had beautiful tents, trinkets, and hand-carved signs to show their specialities. That particular year, one of the tents belonged to a blind man, who I thought was dope as fuck. He wasn't wasn't spectacularly eccentric like one would imagine. A regular man with gray hair, cloudy eyes, and hands weathered by years of work. I cannot remember his name, but I will forever remember his smile. He had a gold tooth. He offered many services from fortune telling through a bag of through a bag of small bones to a reading of runes, but neither of those caught my eye. He had something I'd never seen before. A look into the creature that was the guardian spirit, if you had one. Now at this age I had forgotten about my imaginary world from childhood. Did this blind man with a gold tooth brought it rushing back in a huh. simple ten minute session? I had I had chosen his spirit service, intrigued by the idea. He didn't even hesitate to lay his hand on the table, beckoning me as to hold it. I did as told. He had been quiet for a moment before nodding. It's a bear with kind eyes. <gasps> it was such a simple description, yet it punched the air out of my lungs in disbelief. Yeah. Kind eyes? A bear? Oh my God, is that Bert Kreischer? <laughs> that was my childhood shadow. As stunning as this was, I had forgotten all about it in a few months. That's when the nightmare started. I mean, to be fair, he didn't mention the goat part. No. It, it began outside of a massive cabin, family surrounding me as I eagerly went on to claim some rooms for ourselves, rushing over each other into the foyer. My father had grabbed my arm and told me I had a room on the main floor, the pink room. In my dream, the sense of dread I felt at the mention of the room made my stomach roll. I had argued, saying the room was not mine, that I couldn't be there, I wasn't allowed, yet my father didn't budge. Hmm. He marched me to the room, which was alone in a long hallway, which had one other door at, had one other door at the very end that led to the outdoors. Don't open that door, my father had warned. If you do, that man will get you. My blood ran cold. The pink room was covered head to toe in what can only be described as old antique grandma decor. Doilies, beaded lampshades, quilts, you name it, it was there. Everything from the carpets to the ceiling was just dusty pink rose color. was suffocating. Honestly, it reminds me of the Madonna Inn, which is an incredible hotel. We love that place. Oh, no kidding. In my dream, I laid in the bed to relax, trying to quell my fear of the room. Deep breaths in and out. In and out. And then hands came down on me, forcing my body into the mattress with enough force to hurt. I couldn't see anyone. But there was a hissing voice above above me saying things like, out, out, and let me in, let me in. Well, what do you want? In my dream self's mind, I knew what it was. It was him. The one who my father warned me was on the other side of the outside door. Then I would wake up in an empty room, my dog watching me at the end of the bed, eyes glinting green from the moonlight. I always cried when I woke. The dent in my mattress was so deep from where I had laid. Like yours, Kissel. Yes, indeed. Despite my slim and light body, I was always covered in sweat, my chest aching, my hands shaking. <laughs> the dreams continued for weeks. It was always the same. But sometimes I would beg my father not to put me in the pink room. He always did. And I always ended up on the mattress, hands on my chest that pushed me down, the feeling of being violated so strong that I would always wake up feeling dirty. I was at my breaking point. And after I awoke from the nightmare one night, my body drenched in sweat, body aching all over, mattress sunken beneath me, I caved into myself in tears. I felt the hopeless child I once was, alone and targeted, always in fear of the world I inhabited. I sobbed and sobbed, and my inner child called out like it once had before, please, please, Kendra, be kind, help me. I felt I was floating after that my body. Encased in a warmth, like a weightless blanket had been laid over my being. My stomach settled. My hands stopped shaking. I fell asleep almost instantly. I never had the nightmare again. After weeks of torture, I slept like a baby. Always blanketed in that warm comfort. It felt like an embrace. I think about that night, and now always, I tell her goodnight. She's been kind to me. Always there to soothe my fears. Whoa! Kinder. Very cool! Nice to get a full night's sleep. Although they say sleep like a baby, you show me a baby that sleeps through the night. Babies do sleep sometimes. Well, Katie uh, from Kind of Fun, my co-host Carson, her little baby, little three months, he's doing very well sleeping uh, through the night. So I didn't I sleep until I was six years old, according good. to my mother. I don't think you sleep now. No, I'm terrible sleep. Um, I slept twenty hours a day. That's different, isn't that funny? How things continue, but they also change a little bit. <laughs> see, I can sleep during an immense amount of stress. My body does a thing called shut down. You see, that's nice. But normally for me, that takes a lot of booze. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to watch it a little bit. Booze will keep me up. It can. Yeah. 
It can also put you to bed. This is fascinating. It's the best thing (laughs) that's ever happened. Any more emails? No. That's it. All right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Wow. And, uh, yep, as always. We got through this episode. We got through this episode, and we're going to get through... We're going to get through everything happening in this country right now. And, um, yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Hope this uh, gave you a little bit of laughter, a little bit of joy. We in got these more times. bullshit coming. We have Alfonso, we have Adolfo Constanzo. We, this storyline in last podcast and left is just getting more and more fucked up. I'm he so excited like to get story, into it. He doesn't like buy a zoo. He does not no. get into the zoo business. He doesn't meet uh, Kate Hudson and like discover like what's life on the other side when you meet a kooky girl. Like it's not like that. It no. doesn't really work like that. He be like he, trading places. He, like that. He it? mutilates thirteen people. Mutilates thirteen. I'm people. excited though. <laughs> you know, but still. I'm excited. It's different. It's going to be a fun series, and we have a lot of shit coming up in the wintertime. Very, very excited. We got a couple, we have more cults. We have more like stuff just like dripping with blood. I cannot wait. Uh, It's called Good Modern Day Escapism, isn't it? All right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing okay out there. And truly, from the bottom of both of our hearts, live. You got to live in the chaos right now. Yes, you do. We're just in it. We're just floating in it, and we're kind of in, in, a, in the middle of it. But isn't that huh? isn't it just the fun of bureaucracy, the fun of jurisprudence? It could also be gone right now. It could, anything can happen. You yeah. don't know what's happening when you're listening to it right now. You at this point, it might be completely different. Where if you're listening to the episode, absolutely. And you wouldn't be. You would not have to be in this. Then anymore. you maybe maybe you would laugh. Yeah, maybe you'd laugh. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. Because um, at least then the waiting will be over. <laughs> And then you'd have a new feeling, whatever that feeling is. I don't know what that is. You know what that feeling could be? Love. Could be. Live, laugh, love. You got to love the feelings that you feel. I mean, this is the problem that I'm in. I have to constantly talk about in stupid Sarah therapy sessions about how you're supposed to feel the feelings that you feel, which you think is like a natural thing. But apparently sometimes what it takes is fucking years of chipping it away of what can only be called like a nihilistic stone sarcophagus that your heart has lied inside of for a long time. And then slowly but surely you have to just chip and chip and chip and chip and chip and chip until you get to the toffee of emotions. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, demo day can last for fucking thirty six years. Absolutely, no. Henry did admit why he lost his uh, previous therapist because the therapist said the one thing that you have to work on is the thing that you refuse to work on. So I can't do anything for you. That's what she said. But I think that she was just trying to fucking get out with it with the fucking because it was too hot in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, hail yourselves. Hail Satan more than ever in this time. Magoo's delations, everybody. Strike down my enemy, Satan. This is a good time to strike down the enemy, Satan. Yeah, I'm not sure who he's working for, though. I do you know. He's, I mean, whoever's into people having their tops off. <laughs> people who can handle a bunch of skeleton strippers. I agree with that. Honestly, call a Palo Mayombe priest. Honestly, one else, well, somebody else do it. He's got le- less to lose. Love you guys. Hang in there. Hail yourselves. See you, fuckers. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Save big money on protecting your garden. Now at Menards. Messina's Animal Stopper is a liquid repellent that prevents pesky animals from damaging your garden. Available in a convenient, ready-to-use bottle. It lasts for up to 30 days, regardless of weather and watering. Save big money on Messina's Animal Stopper at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals happening now. Save big- 